stuff and then um and then i'll invite you on so just listen and then um i'll be calling i'll be introducing you uh in a in a few minutes okay okay perfect special guest Billy a uh, young Chicana youth who um, is just uh, doing some some very very good things I read a poem from her um, uh, last week so um, she'll be on the show shortly so let me just say that um I wanted to first start off the show um, you know of course talking about the prisons and these concentration camps that continue to, um, you know, have these gladiator fights where these people are, um, you know, these these people, our loved ones, our friends, our family, our brothers, our sisters, uh, our, you know, our neighbors, our community members are being forced by the guards to um, engage in... Um, in, a, in assaulting each other, you know, they're set up in these gladiator-style fights, and um, they're being bet on, you know, um, they're being um, shot at by the guards, I mean, just horrible things are happening, these are people, some of them have done their time, some of them are set to be released, 
and these are the ones that the guards are going after in order to get them to um, attempt to get them to, you know, either, uh, you know, um, become informants, pressure them into becoming informants, or just to see them um, assaulted, maimed, or killed. So this is what they're doing to our people, and this is nothing new. They've been doing this for many, many years, as I've talked about. Uh, you know, they've done it to me. They've done it to friends of mine. Uh, they've done it to neighbors of mine. Uh, I've seen it, I've heard it, and um, it's, a, it's a horrible experience to have to go through. This is what we go through on a daily basis, and um, it's almost a, you know, a, a normal way of life in these concentration camps. So, you know, this is, and, and I, I would say that in the future, they're probably going to uh, begin to do these gladiator fights in the ICE detention centers because um, this is the culture of America, you know, this is the culture uh, that, that um, you know, our people have been dealing with since colonization, you know, since 1846, since 1848, uh, our people, and even before that, other peoples uh, outside of the Chicano Nation have been dealing with this type of um, brutality uh, for a very long time, and people overseas are dealing with this brutality. Um, we've seen pictures of Abu Ghraib in Iraq, and there's, you know, things going on all over the world in these secret prisons, and um, this is what uh, the oppressor nation does uh, to those that um, it has under its heel. And so this is something that, um, you know, um, goes on for, you know, it's been going on for a very long time. So we want to... Uh, get in contact, um, you know, social media has many groups of families who are organizing and, um, you know, they're standing up against this, they're meeting in Sacramento, um, they're networking with each other and learning how they can better fight the state because that's what it comes down to, a struggle against the state. Uh, and the state is allowing this to happen, they love it, and this is incomplete. Um, reaction to um, prisoners coexisting with one another and prisoners, um, you know, finding ways to live amongst each other uh, in harmony. And um, so this is what is occurring. So with that being said, um, you know, I'm going to move on with some other news. As we all know, uh, you know, um, we've heard of these presidential um uh, elections coming up, and um, one of the people that is running uh, to be uh, president of the United Snakes is um, none other than uh, Julian Castro. And I'm going to get more into Julian Castro after the interview, um, but I will say that, um, you know, the Chicano Nation does not support, nor will it ever support any U.S. president, um, you know, um, the United Snakes is the reason why the Chicano Nation um, is a, an oppressed uh, internal colony, and it is why the Black Nation, the First Nations, um, and all the other oppressed peoples are struggling uh, because of America. And and America is a white settler colonial entity that has never done anything positive 
for um, the oppressed peoples um, within these false U.S. borders. So very important that we learn. Uh, we're not supporting Julian Castro, and, um, and we will be mobilizing strongly in opposition of him and anybody who is supporting him. Um, you know, because in our opinion, and the opinion of the Chicano nation, uh, those that support Julian Castro are nothing but sellouts. And, um, and they don't deserve uh, an inch of our space. Uh, they don't deserve uh, none of our contributions uh, in order to uphold and support uh, an aspiring imperialist. So that's very important. And I'm going to get more into that later. Uh, you know, and it's very important that we keep, uh, you know, we keep abreast of um, the many different ways that the oppressor is always attempting to um, corral our people, attempting to lure our people in uh, to support its agenda. We're not going to do it, and um, we're going to continue to organize. And as the weeks pass on, that will be a prime topic on Free Aslan, and um, I will continue to educate the people on why Julian Castro is poison to Aslan. And with that being said, let me move on. Uh, I, I have a special guest that I want to welcome, um, very uh, strong uh, young, young woman. Um, and she is, um, you know, um, in my opinion, a future leader of the Chicano Nation. And um, I'm very proud to call her my friend. And this is Billy. Billy, welcome to Free Aslan. Hi. Hello. Well, hello, Pili. And, um, and I also have a co-host here with me. And um, so she will be, um, you know, um, she will have some questions as well uh, on, um, on this interview. So let me just begin um, with the first question, Pili. Um, so when did you start to learn about the Chicano movement? Um, I started to learn about the Chicano movement when I was very little. My family would take me to events in the community, and I would want to learn more. So then after that, I'd come home, and I'd ask my mom questions, and she would she showed me the movie Walkout at the age of six. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. And since then, it instantly became my, like, hustle for justice, and oh. it became my life. I remember there was one time I went to Mexica New Year mm. with my mom, and I seen the brown beret booth. Oh. I went up and signed up for it with my mom's email. Yes. And they contacted her. Oh. Soon after that, she asked what she asked me what I was doing, signing up for it, and I told her that I wanted to fight for Marasa. Oh, I was eleven, and she said, "You go right ahead." <laughs> I love that. And you, you know, you have a very special mother who would. Um, understand that that is something i mean for an 11 year old to say i want to fight for my rasa is just the most beautiful words i've ever heard so that is um you know and, and it's a reflection as well on, on your mother i think that you know it's our duty as parents to teach the next generation to teach our children uh that struggle is not only okay but it is necessary. And, um, and so I would 
give props to your mom because um, for an 11 year old to have this mentality and understanding that um, that struggling for the rasa is very important is it's a very very um, beautiful quality and character that uh, that I admire very much and um, and so that's beautiful in, in the, the fact that you're so young is that um, you know it, it just amazes me that you you know have that um, passion to um, struggle at such an early age and you know I you know interact with you and I understand that um, you know you are going to be a very strong leader uh, within within Aslan and and I'm very very proud to be your friend. Hi Pili. Thank you. This is the co-host. I have a question for you. Um, okay. What would you like to see moving into the future since you're so young as JV is saying? Um, what would you what is you kind of your vision of uh, your uh, political work and what you want to see develop? Um, just a social active, um, just more social activists in the community that fight for our, like, rights. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. No, that's beautiful. I love that. I, I love that, um, you know, um, that, I mean, even that, that answer right there was, like, that is the goal is to get, I mean, that's my goal and I'm, you know, a lot older than you and that's my goal is to get more people to participate and get involved. I mean, it's just, this is a reflection of what I'm talking about when I say that you're going to be a great leader within the Chicano Nation is that at such an early age, not even a teenager, that you grasp that this is a goal to get more people involved. I mean, um, I can ask somebody who's 40, 50 years old that same question and they're going to say, I, I don't know. Mm. You know, it's amazing. You amaze me. I'm very, very astounded by your perception and your ability to understand what needs to be done. It's just, it's just, it's beautiful. But let me just go on to the Second question that I had for you, um, Pili, um, and I know the school graduation stuff has been, um, you know, it's been a, a situation where, um, you know, um, you know, my son, for example, graduated from high school and he wore his um, sash that, you know, is a, a Mexican style sash and he wore it very proudly. And I was there, you know, I was lucky enough to be there to see him um, graduate. Um, and I seen him um, uh, wearing this sash. And out of all the kids that were graduated, he was the only one that wore this sash that was like, you know, a sarape style Mexican sash. And I was just, you know, it almost brought me to tears to see my son, um, you know, be that proud and to represent uh, his culture and his people and to represent the Chicano Nation um, despite being the only child to do that at a high school, you know. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a shame to see that, that more of his 
classmates weren't uh, representing in that way, but it was also, um, it made me very proud to know that um, that he did that. But, um, but let me ask you this question. Um, <clears throat> so why was it important to wear the graduation sash representing your Mexican and native roots? To me, it was important just for that reason exactly. Um, I had to represent who I am. I was the president of LSU. And what, what and is LSU? What is LSU? LSU is a club that was at my school for all the Latino students. Okay. Okay. All so the it's Latino student, yeah. student Union. Okay. Latino Student Union. Okay. And, you know, it's a shame they didn't call it the Raza Student Union, but Latino Student Union, we know, the viewers know who we're talking about. And, and so you were the president of that union. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Just and you you're just so and how long how old were you when you became this president? I was twelve and then yes. I went and wow. beautiful. <laughs> just just oh my That's goodness. Crazy. It's just that is just the most beautiful thing. I mean, you just amaze me all the time and, and this is why um I was very happy that you got on this show. But but continue. So you were the president of this group at your school. And um, and so continue with why you decided to wear the sash. Um, I asked the principal. Yeah. Who told me no, but he couldn't give me a reason. Mm. He just said that I wouldn't be able to walk across it, across stage if I wore it. So he said no, but I said, watch me. He said, <laughs> he made me mad because how could a Spanish-speaking, brainwashed, controlled sellout tell me I oh. couldn't, I couldn't when I worked so hard to be able to participate Absolutely. and promote. Absolutely. I wanted to set an example to mm. the Chicano youth that need to come up educationally and mentally in our society and break, to break barriers. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I'm, I think, ah, man, I, I can't even describe, um, I can't even describe how that feels to hear you say this, uh, Pili. I'm just very, very proud of, of what you do and how you do it. Um, and, and like I said, I, I, you know, um, you, you uh, not only inspire the other um, Chicano youth, but also adults you know because you're doing things that adults won't even do you're doing things that adults are afraid to do so this is why i knew instantly when i began to um, know you that um you were you know a very strong strong uh woman warrior young woman warrior and i knew that um you were going to be a force uh to be reckoned with without a doubt and 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 but let me um i wanted to ask as well and i asked this question uh to a lot of my uh interviewees and um you know and some of them are like involved in organizations there's some of them are part of you know um different groups and um a lot of them you know are you know in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and some of them have said they 
you know, it's just it's just the uh, just so many different answers and I wanted to ask you this question because um, you know, and, and and there is no, you know, this is your opinion I'm asking and so, you know, you have the right to your own opinion and so um, you know, I just wanted to ask you um what does Aslan mean to you? Aslan means home, my blood. It means revolution, standing solid with my Chicano nation. It means learning, growing, and fighting back to get what's ours. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And, and, and you know, I, I got to say, Billy, that, you know, your answer, I mean, you're just... Um, you know, it's it's just undescribable. I, I can't even put in the words. Um, it's very beautiful. But, uh, you know, and I know you got the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. And I know that you love that book. I know that you read it. And I know that, you know, um, it's, a, you know it's a tool. It's a weapon. It's something that you are being nourished with and um, I'm very happy um, that you do have the book and that I was able to um, connect you with that book and it's just it's 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 just to hear the book being put to use and to strengthen your um, your ideas and your love for your rasa is like it's just beautiful and and you know, um, but there's there's other things going on. Um, there's many other things going on uh, in society, and I know you um, pay attention to what's going on in the world. You know, you um, you I know you very good on on news. You're very good on research. I know you're you know you, you like to know what's going on, especially to your people, to your nation, and so. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with these raids, with these um, ice raids and stuff, and it's horrible to see this this occur. And I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you think of the families um, who are being taken by ice? You know, by these um, putting these concentration camps, and um, you know, what do you think about that? Well, growing up as the daughter of an immigrant. I know firsthand that it can be scary. Um, I worry and I get real mad at the lack of compassion there is in the world for humanity. Um, how do you like just lock these people in cages and not feel bad? Like it breaks my heart. Mm. People should know their rights against ICE and prepare themselves to not be taken advantage of and i wish my mom would let me cross, cuss because i would be able to say f trump <laughs> but i love that oh my goodness i love that no i i hear you it's 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 immoral it's horrible it's inhumane it's um horrific it's um it's colonization it's a it's a it's an example a real example real life example of colonization of how um, the United Snakes 
has been treating um, oppressed nations, people, brown, black, red uh, peoples uh, for so long. And, and this is just one example. And, and there's many examples that we can pull from history um, that shows that, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's never going to go away. And the only time it's going to go away, whether we're talking about deportation, whether we're talking about putting kids in cages, whether we're talking about, you know, hanging our people from trees, whether we're talking about, um, sh you know, anything else that's done to our people is never going to go away until we're free. And, you know, we're never going to be free until, um, as you said earlier, we get more people to get involved and to participate. And, and until we mobilize our people, um, you know, against this injustice, against colonization, that's the only time we're going to get free. And we're going to have to um, force ourselves to be free because we're not going to be given uh, liberation. Um, we're not going to be handed it. You know, we're going to have to take it. And, and at some point we will take it. And, you know, we're not at that stage right now, but we are at a stage to educate um, the next generations. And you are a prime example of what, educating the next generation looks like you know you um you know you are a good example for even the older generations you know you're a Thank good you. example absolutely you're a good example to us all so you know <clears throat> i just want to say um you know i just want to ask uh you know one last question um and i, I just want to ask you um and you know you know, I just want to ask you, um, what are your last words uh, that you would like to say to the listeners? Um, just that if at the age 13, I'm trying my hardest to make an impact in the community for my raza, wow. then I would expect every Chicano and Chicana out there trying to make a difference. Porque si se puede. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I look forward to keep hustling in the struggle for Aslan alongside you. Well, Billy, I, I want to say that um, you're always welcome on Free Aslan. Um, and I Thank will, you. I will always struggle uh, beside you. Thank you for joining us on Free Aslan. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, this is KEXU 96.1 FM. That was a very powerful interview with young Chicana youth. Um, and in my opinion, you know, um, for such a youth at such a young age to be um, conscious and to have such passion and to struggle in the way that she struggles, I, I think that um, I, I think she's a model for other youth her age and beyond um, that, you know, that this is what uh, rebuilding the nation looks like. This is what um, educating and mobilizing the next generation looks like. And um, I have deep love for Billy, and uh, as I told her, I will continue always to struggle side by side. 
And we're going to take a short break and listen to some music, and we'll be back in a minute. Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And uh, that was a very good group, rap group called Men- Mentes Diferentes. And, um, you know, they're doing some good Chicano revolutionary rap. And uh, so check them out, look them up on YouTube and all the other, uh, you know, uh, social media outlets. So, uh, but I wanted to read an article. And it's an article um, 
that was written in the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. Very, very important book. I've talked about it before. I've read out of it. Um, so I'm going to read some more. Um, and we just heard the beautiful uh, interview for, with Billy, uh, great Chicana youth who's doing great things at such an early age, not even a teenager, and she's just doing it big. So let me just um, continue with that uh, momentum and um, continue uh, kind of on what some of the stuff she said about uh, what's taking place here in America, in the United Snakes. So with that being said, I'm going to read from chapter f- section four. It's an article called Democratic Convention Highlights Chicano Assimilationist. And so um, this was written in 2012. Okay, and, and this writer uh, foresaw what was to come uh, in the presidential elections concerning the Chicano nation and uh, foresaw why it was to come, how it was going to transpire. And so remember, as I read this, written in 2012. Okay, so it says, on 4 September 2012, the Democratic National Convention was held in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was broadcast on almost every TV in this facility. Like the Republican National Convention, and let me just say to the listeners, this article was written by a prisoner uh, at the time who was held in Pelican Bay Shoe Concentration Camp. So it says, <clears throat> it was broadcast on almost every TV in this facility. Like the Republican National Convention, the Democrats had speakers come out to make a short speech on why you should vote for their candidate. These conventions are a classic good cop, bad cop game meant to hoodwink the oppressed. This year's Democratic keynote speaker at the convention was Julian Castro, the mayor of San Antonio, Texas. Castro is running for Congress and is seen as an up-and-coming Democrat. Although he merely adds to the rest of the numerous defenders of imperialism, what is different and thus dangerous about Castro is that he is a Chicano bourgeois politician. He is now being propped up to fool the brown masses just as Obama was used against the new African masses. Castro's background is similar to many Chicanos today. His grandmother migrated to the United States in 1920 in the first wave of migration after the Mexican Revolution. His mother was born in Texas and was actively a part of the Chicano movement of the 1960s and 70s. As a first-generation college student, she joined the Raza Unida Party and became one of its leaders. As mentioned in Part 1, Raza Unida Party came about from the leadership of Crusade for Justice, another important Chicano organization of the time. Uh, Raza Unida Party meant to uplift La Raza's consciousness, take community control of social services and the barrios, and take control of schools and development, buildings, homes, parks, etc. This all seemed progressive, but without completely breaking with the oppressor's politics, these efforts were simply like trying to ride a bike with no chain. You can turn the pedals all you want, but the bike stays in the same spot. Raza Unida Party naively thought America would stand by and allow an historically oppressed people, an eternal semi-colony at that, to build a political party in the barrios, even though it attempted to do so within America's political system. The state would not allow this as organizing the oppressed for any progressive political activity poses a real potential threat to America's hegemony. 
Once organized and educated, this force can easily make a leap from working within the current system to working against the system. This is why people like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were assassinated, even though they were not calling for socialism and pretty much working within the confines of the American laws. They still had influence and the potential was too much. Raza Unida Party was heavily surveilled by the CIA and all the typical Cointel Pro tactics were used to destroy this party. Fault also lies with the more revolutionary elements within Raza Unida Party for not steering RUP on a path to seek liberation of the Chicano nation by building for a socialist revolution on these shores. So this is where Julian Castro comes in, and thus bourgeois nationalism is what shaped his ideas and led him down the road to brown capitalism. He is an outright defender of imperialism. Castro's assimilationist stance shone forth in his speech with statements like, and I quote, We need to do our part as one community, as one United States of America, unquote. This is typical language of a comprador whose job is to bring the other oppressed into the fold of the oppressor. His job is always to smother the burning embers of resistance in a people and keep conditions as they currently are. The slave of old who lived in Massa's house would go out to the slave shacks and talk about how good the Massa is, how good the slaves got it. Maybe even give them a piece of bacon or the good meat with a promise for more so long as they hang on and be content or say some prayers. This is the approach of Castro. This is the approach Castro took in his speech. His focus, like the rest of the Democrats, was on the quote-unquote middle class and at one point his petty bourgeois colors intensified as he yelled quote the middle class the engine of our economic growth unquote the brown bourgeoisie must have soiled themselves in excitement at hearing this parasite parasite babylon Castro's interests are stripped of the more progressive aspects of the 1970s political line of his mother, Rosie Castro, which he branded as outdated in an interview on Pacifica Radio. As misguided as Raza Unida Party may have been in their approach, they never spoke of leaving Raza behind, nor were they reduced to telling Raza to, quote, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, unquote. Rather, they sought to include even the poorest raza living in shacks in their reforms and fought to better their conditions. On the other hand, Julian Castro has aligned with imperialism. As he stated, quote, We know in our free market economy, some people will prosper more than others, unquote. The assumption that there will always be the haves and the have-nots is not something we can accept. But Castro sends the message to the ruling class that he is okay with this and thus is not intending to threaten or challenge this status quo. This buys his seat in the imperialist shuttle of American politics. The use of Julian Castro is just the latest attempt to get Chicanos and other raza to feel as if they are a part of America. But many raza still remember the oppression we have faced. It is still too much for many to side with the enemy. 
According to the 2010 U.S. Census, about 2.3 million businesses are owned by Rasa. Yet when it comes to voting in bourgeois elections, only 60% of adult Rasa citizens vote, compared to 70% of new African adults and 74% of whites. At the same time, approximately 500,000 Rasa youth will turn 18 and join the, quote, Hispanic, unquote, voting block every year for the next 20 years. Castro is the tip of the iceberg where America will, be in, will begin courting Rasa much more than ever uh, than they ever have in history. They are especially recruiting Rasa with family history of activism, such as Julian Castro and his mother. This is an attempt to legitimize them in the eyes of the Chicano nation, but these brown faces in high places will never be legitimate so long as they support the world's no most despicable parasites. Those who we see as legitimate are those working to liberate our nation, those working to neutralize the imperialists. We see America's open repression reaching fascist proportions in Aslan, especially in prisons and on the U.S. fabricated border. Most recently, we saw along the Texas-Mexico border the U.S. installation of a mini-navy where speedboats with high-powered weapons are guarding the Rio Bravo. These boats were recently baptized in Mexicano blood when they shot and killed a Mexican citizen on the Mexican side who was barbecuing in a picnic area with his family right on the river. Footage of the American corporate media this week shows the Border Patrol speed off while cries from family and children erupt in the park. This open war on Rasa comes with a peep from, without a peep from bourgeois politicians like Julian Castro, who rather than condemn this repression in his speech, instead declares, um, quote, America will prevail, unquote with a wink to Maza. We must also learn from the lessons of the past. We are not free to create our own political parties that struggle for our nations. Look at what happened to the Raza Unida Party and Panthers and others. Although parties of the internal semi-colonies are not publicly banned in America, they are certainly banned behind closed doors in Langley, in Washington, D.C., and their other hideaways. We know this is true when we learn about Cointel Pro and other operations to infiltrate and disrupt people's parties or groups. And so we refuse to be fed snake oil from the imperialists or their allies. We work to hasten the day when Aslan and the other internal semi-colonies can be liberated from attacks by America. So that was a very important and timely piece written in the Chicano Power and Struggle for Aslan book. I think that it, it's very important now that these new elections are coming out that Julian Castro has, uh, you know, uh, proclaimed that he's running uh, for president of the United Snakes. So this is a very important article, and it was written in 2012. And, 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 you know, 2012, so, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, uh, seven years ago when, um, you know, um, this writer, this prisoner um, sat in his cell and seen 
um, the situation of Julian Castro and wrote this. And, and, and everything that this writer has said is coming true. Um, he is being used in order to corral the raza. And, um, you know, and they are promoting the image of his mother in order to give uh, this inspiring imperialist uh, so-called street cred but we're not buying it as the article said we're not buying snake oil we're not going to go for it the Ch chicano nation denounces julian castro and his ilk and we will not support it and we will build momentum to struggle and organize in order to educate the people the chicano masses uh to be uh totally in opposition of this imperialist, this aspiring imper imperialist. So this is something that's, you know, we need to struggle with. We need to uh, debate with uh, anybody who's involved in organizations uh, that may be um, discussing the situation, the issue of um, Julian Castro need to be vocal. If there's any events where Julian Castro is going to be at, we need to stand up. We need to, we need to treat Julian Castro coming on a stage as if Trump was coming on a stage at our events. We need to treat it as if, uh, you know, Obama was coming on, as if, uh, you know, any of these uh, Bush was coming on, as if Rush Limbaugh was coming on the stage at one of our events. Uh, we don't want him at our events. We need to boo him. We need to organize to um, get him off any stage that he comes in our communities. We don't want him. We're not going to accept him. And we believe that anybody who supports him is a sellout. And we don't want these vendidos in our communities uh, attempting to feed us snake oil. We're not going to put up with it. We're not going to tolerate it. It's not going to happen. And so um, we're going to begin to mobilize strongly against Julian Castro and strongly against Julian Castro's supporters. Very important. This is a struggle of ideology. This is a struggle between the oppressed nation, the Chicano nation, and imperialism at, at, at its core. And, um, and so it comes down to this. Do we support the liberation of, the, of Aslan, the liberation of the Chicano nation, or do we support America, do we support the United Snakes? We, we do not want to go down this route. So this is very important that we continue to organize, educate, mobilize our people. But I do have a co-host here. And so uh, I do want to welcome my co-host. Thank you for joining me on Thanks Free Thanks for Aslan. having me. Absolutely. I don't have anything to add to that. I think that was a very relevant article. It sounded like it was written yesterday. Um, and before the show, we were just talking about the presidential campaign coming up. And uh, yeah, sounds like you really laid it out for what's going to happen coming the next couple years while this plays out. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that we have to be strongly, um, you know, we have to keep our finger on the pulse of the Rasa. We have to, you know, and I think this writer laid it out very well. And, um, and I think that this particular article, I think is going to be read um, in every event that I go to for sure. Um, and every stage that I can get up and share it. And I think I'm going to make some flyers of it and I'm going to begin to pass them out at every single uh, event that I go to, every indigenous event, every um, activist event. Um, and, um, and, and, I, and this is something that the people need to hear. The Chicano Nation needs to hear this and uh, we will not be fooled. We will not be bamboozled. 
by the imperialists or their lackeys. And this is something that we are very, very strong and determined to fight to the end. So um, with that being said, um, you know, um, we're going to move on to another part of our show in Free Aslan. And, and I do have a special guest here who's going to update us on some music and um, and some other uh, tragedy that's happened, some um, national oppression that's occurred, um, you know, uh, to Rasa and to many other people uh, throughout these streets and these United Snakes. Um, and so let me uh, welcome my guest. Gerardo. Gerardo, welcome to Free Aslan. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, um, Gerardo, let's hear um, uh, let's hear about um, the story with Augie. Let's start off with Augie. What what is going on with Augie? What happened to Augie? And so what yeah, can you tell us? Pretty much um, on YouTube, uh, when everyone gets a chance to look up Augie Gonzalez, he was murdered by the Hayward Police Department. Um, two officers murdered him, and uh, they are still on duty. The mayor turned a blind eye to this and didn't allow the family to have a private investigation. And so we're basically shining light on, um, you know, an entity belonging to 45 and the oppression that they have caused on, you know, our people. And so I'm, I'm basically shining light and, and with the family full, you know, full throttle. And, and this is what I'm here for is to, you know, shine light on on what's going absolutely. on absolutely and augie so um how exactly was he murdered so um in november of, of uh 2019 in 2018 excuse me he uh there was a 911 call and uh augie was arguing with an individual in the street who uh was harassing his his uh child's mother and they got in an argument and 911 the one of the individuals called 911 which was the one who started it i don't know the man's name but uh the one who started the argument with augie and uh the police pulled up to the scene two of them hopped out with their guns didn't waste any time and uh they opened fire shooting him 13 times <sighs> and um yeah he had a little blade in his hand because uh the other individual had a pole and he was you know attacking him and uh yeah, you have to watch the video. It's it's, mm, it's yeah. a horrible. So he's defending himself and got murdered for it. And and this is a common uh, theme in in the United Snakes in in America. And you know it's national oppression. Uh, it's it's what we all face the colonized people. And and we're never gonna be free from the pigs uh, murdering us. We gotta remember the pigs are the front line of defense for America. They're America's security guards. They're America's guards so this is uh this is this is what happens they're defending uh you know white supremacy and this whole uh entity uh uh white settler colonial uh entity that's that 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 established itself here on these uh on these lands and and you know so this police murder um it happens all over we still haven't got justice for brother jacob dominguez uh, in San Jose, so that's something that you know we're still uh, fighting and struggling for. Um, you know, brother Jacob, they shot him with an AR-15, dead in his face. Uh, he had nothing in his hands. He had his hands up. 
uh, and we still haven't been able to get the pigs to uh, give us justice in that case. But, you know, with the struggle continues. But and there's many other people um, that that have suffered as well and, and were murdered as well by the pigs. And that's a horrible thing. But um, le- let me say, uh, let me ask you about this music that uh, that you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit about the music that you're doing? So basically, um, this music, I'm trying to change, you know, the game and, and how rap and hip hop is perceived. And, and, you know, these youngsters are listening to what's being played out here on the radios, you know, these young ladies are becoming, you know, uh, morally, uh, you know, uh, disrespectful. They're learning things like the Tatiana movement, all this stuff is like, is not healthy for the community. And these young boys are learning stuff like go shoot and kill each other. That is a prime example of what 45 wants, you know, what the those you know, people want us to do is separate from each other when we need to be united. We At one time, we were all united, and, uh, you know, the system was designed for us to become gang members, become marginalized, institutionalized, and uh, ultimately cause conflict amongst each other, kill each other, and uh, we can't have that. So I'm shining a, I'm shining light on all this, and um, 45 is taking it to the extreme, you know, uh, I believe it was Reagan back in the days when the Cubans came to Florida. All of them got arrested. You know, each housed inmate, whether it be so-called illegal immigrant to a man on probation, get pulled over for whatever reason, get taken to jail. Those inmates being housed, we pay for that. You know, that comes out of our pocket. This is taken from our children. And so I'm tired of uh, 45 and, and the you know, the oppression that he's caused on my people. And it's time that we unite, come together, quit killing each other, and uh, stand strong because uh, he cannot win this next election. I don't care who is president, but it can't be him, period. And that's what my music is about, pretty much. Free my people in them cages, and uh, yeah, the I, children yeah, are the future. Beautiful. I would love to hear a song about no more U.S. presidents. I think that'll be the best song ever because um, we don't even need a U.S. itself. You know, that, that would be the best song ever. So hopefully, you know, we look forward to your music and hopefully we hear uh, some songs like that would be beautiful. You know, no more U.S. presidents. Uh, you know, maybe no more America. That would be the most beautiful song ever. Because um, this is a colonial state. This is an entity that um, has colonized our people. This is why we suffer. This is why even oppressed people actually kill each other. uh, Because that is called horizontal crime. And horizontal crime is crime where uh, brown on brown, black on black. This is oppressed nations people uh, killing each other. And they're doing it because... um, you know, this is a residue, a result of being colonized, and this is how they're dealing with it. And, you know, and there's a lot of forms of, um, you know, uh, self-hate in many different ways that uh, colonization affects us. That's one of them, horizontal crime. And, you know, um, and so we, we, we do need to um, stop horizontal crime, but, um, you know, one of the best ways to stop it is to end colonization 
uh, and to, um, you know, put a stop to America. And, and you know, and, and that will end colonized, uh, you know, behavior like horizontal crime as well. But so let me, we have a few minutes left. Let me just say, um, is there any um, websites uh, where people can hear your music? This is all fresh. So um, August is going to be the month that I released the album. So uh, look for it on YouTube and SoundCloud, everywhere else, coming the beginning of next month. And it's in dedication to Augie Gonzalez, who was killed by Willie and Clark, the two officers that are still on duty and that need to be removed. And, um, yeah, this is, you know, this little bit goes a long way. I have a good idea. How about we allow the youth, the children of this country to run our country to do a better job? And so, yeah, the children yeah. are the future. Absolutely. And, and you know, we need to run our own nation like the Chicano nation. Absolutely. But, um, you know, uh, America itself is a parasitic settler colonial nation and we don't want it to run. We want to take it off life support, unplug the um, the support system that it has. And we do want our youth to run a country. We want them to run Aslan. We want them to run the black nation. We want them to run Poriqua. We want them to run the First Nations. Um, and the only place we want America to run is uh, six feet under. So that's, that's, that's it, and we love that. But, you know, our children do have to run a country, and they need to run our independent nation um, of the Chicano nation, the black nation, the First Nations, Boricua, and all oppressed nations around the world. The, f the youth is the future, the revolutionary youth, and not the imperialist youth. And, um, and so we thank you, um, brother, for coming on to Free Aslan. We look forward to your music, and we hope that uh, your music can um, contribute to the liberation of the oppressed nations and help uh, mobilize our people to free us from colonialism and from these united snakes. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And this is uh, KEXU 96.1 FM, uh, Pope People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and this is Free Aslan. Thank you, brother. Keep my people out of prison, we get legitimate money, Popo can take it from me, cause if they
they do, I'm a suit. Why they love to violate my right to the Constitution? I got 2020 vision, my vision for 2020. Keep my people out of prison, we get legitimate money. Popo can't take it from me, cause if they do, I'm a suit. Why they love to violate my right to the Constitution? Why they love to violate my right to the Constitution? Here's my driver's license, I know how y'all like to shoot a man. Put me over in my van, ask me for my information. Mad, cause I wouldn't let him search, I ain't on probation. Dedication to my people that done lost their lives. To them punk police with the open fire. No peace on the streets, I'ma keep it solid. Until we see justice for Augustine Gonzalez. 2020 vision, my vision for 2020. Keep my people out of prison, we get legitimate money. Popo can take it from me, cause if they do, I'ma sue. Why they love to violate my right to the Constitution? I got 2020 vision, my vision for 2020. Keep my people out of prison, we get legitimate money. Popo can take it from me, cause if they do, I'ma sue. Why they love to violate my right to the Constitution? Violate our constitutional rights. There will be no peace on these streets. And when I say no peace, I mean no sleep and no peace of mind within the lives of our community until these two lops are off duty, held accountable for their actions and prosecuted. Still, we must rejoice and come together as a people to overcome this tragic accident. Silence the violence and let us pray. Let us pray. And we have a. Everybody's against us. There is no way they can convince us. The ones that's really dirty is trying to wash us in. 